Yes, yeah, so India definitely is a place full of color, life, culture, music, Bollywood, uh, you know, all of those. Uh, and I'd say the status of women in India has been subject to many changes uh, over the past few decades, if I talk about particularly women and their growth in India in the terms of business culture. The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Hello, everyone. It's Christine, your host of the Startup Student Podcast. And I'm here with Sakshi again. It's the last episode of this Reframing Success um, series. And you hopefully have listened already to the first three episodes, uh, which gave you a lot of tips uh, around starting a product-based business, about reframing success in general, um, how to deal with emotional challenges. So now um, we're looking a bit more into the journey of Sakti herself, um, her journey as an inspiring woman from India, all around the world, uh, have done a lot of things. And I'm super happy to have her back on the show. Hello, welcome back. Hi, Christine. Good morning. Thank you for having me over again. <laughs> okay, let's uh, dive right in. Tell us a bit more again about your journey, where you're from, the challenges that you faced, specifically from a perspective of an Indian woman. That would be very, very interesting. So, uh, as I've mentioned before, I come from India. Uh, I have studied there. I have worked there in one of the consultancy firms called KPMG. I had my own uh, startup, uh, ran it successfully for a while, and now have shifted base to Europe. I am presently finishing my second master's at UCD, doing my digital marketing. And um, that's where I plan to be uh, for a long time now. Uh, coming to my journey, uh, it has been, uh, if you all have heard it already, very, very evolving and I'd say very, very fulfilling. Um, as an entrepreneur specifically, uh, you learn so much while doing your work in your own business. You touch onto and hone all your managerial skills and all your interpersonal skills. So uh, it's been really, really rewarding. Super nice. And um Apart from being rewarding, and we already talked about challenges and stuff, um, can you talk a bit more about, um, because I find that um, interesting, fascinating, and I'm sure also our listeners, um, in India, how um, the culture is in India, because obviously me, I've never been to India, unfortunately, but um, just seen it through films or documentaries or something, and it seems like a fast-paced um, country full of energy and color <laughs> um, and from a from a perspective of culture and women in business can you talk a bit more about that yes yeah, so India definitely is a place full of color life culture music Bollywood uh, you know all of those uh, and I'd say the status of women in India has been subject to many changes uh, over the past few decades, if I talk about particularly women and their growth in India in the terms of business culture. Um, I think women there now do participate in areas such as education, sports, politics, art, 
tech, etc. And uh, even the government in India is, uh, you know, supporting women entrepreneurship. Uh, they have a lot of programs. There are a lot of universities which are coming up with executive education and mentorship education, particularly for India, Indian women, just to sort of, uh, you know, uh, motivate them to grow further and do further. But I'd still say uh, women in uh, workforce and particularly women in, in business is still an illusion of reality. Um, and I think that's a line which perfectly describes the present status of women there, particularly again in the business world, because it's a reality. We see it's happening. The, the change is happening, but it is way too slow. It is still... Uh, and way too far, I feel. But um, I can't discount the fact it's taking place, but still an illusion of reality, as I said. Wow, okay. So what does that actually mean for someone like you who's looking into um, start, even starting your own business and creating something and being independent and doing all these things? And you already mentioned that you grew up in a family that is in general, quite open and educated and uh, modern. But um, you specifically, what what does did that mean for you in your experience? So I'd say if a woman, if a lady, if a girl wants to do her own business in India, A, she has to be extremely thick-skinned. I think that is one attribute over and above all entrepreneurial attributes you need is that you have to be very thick-skinned and be able to ignore anything which demotivates you specifically in terms of culture and your expectation as a girl in India, because, um, you know, that's not taken something with a very, very open arms. Um, yes, I did belong. I do belong to a family which is very educated and therefore they were still comparatively uh, motivating uh, or at least they gave me my space to do my things and they did not try to pull me down but um, I was lucky to be amongst those 10% I'd say um, generally uh, uh, they just they'll just sort of uh, tell you why do you even need to do it how does that help why don't you take up a job in fact why do you even want to do a job because in India culturally women are still expected to shoulder the domestic responsibilities in our culture that is what you are sort of born to do and therefore uh, going out uh, working and specifically doing something of your own is um, you know it's sad to say uh, I think people think that a uh, women there does not have the brains to do it um, uh, so um, I think you have to be really thick-skinned because the, see, see, you have to understand there are very, very, very small percentage of women who are doing their own business unless they have a small boutique within their own house or they're just running something out of a hobby, you know. Business per se is not a sector of women there and therefore they do not think you can do it. Um, in fact, it'd be surprising that if you're the only lady and you go up to an investor, unless you have majorly co-founders who are men or people in your group who are men, uh, I don't think you'd get the investment either because even an investor who's seen it, who's seen businesses grow and fall and can see your skills as an entrepreneur, even they still be, are going to be very wary of it. So, so in general, and when I say this, I don't talk about the one, two, three percent of the people who have evolved to th uh, through this, but I say about the general perception of the market and the general business culture there. Yes, thank you. Um, so you already mentioned investment. 
how about because we talked about you talking to suppliers and you started looking into local suppliers and stuff when you met those suppliers did you um, feel that they weren't taking you serious or anything like that or were they quite open and how did you overcome this really to show no I know what I'm talking about and I know what I'm doing I overcame it because I definitely did know what I'm talking about. So really, uh, for the first, specifically in India, when I went up to suppliers to do my prototyping, it was hilarious, but they didn't take me seriously, uh, you know, and uh, unless I opened my drawings and I spoke for half an hour and then they really understood that this girl knows her stuff very well. But in the first level, you know, they're always defensive. You go, you say uh, over the phone, it's a different story, specifically if you have somebody else coordinate with you for you. But when you go there, they don't take you seriously unless you can really hold their attention. Having said that, in terms of my international vendors, when I walked up to China and I went and I see vendors there, it was a nice change and a soothing surprise that uh, they didn't have that apprehension. It could also be because they have a lot of international, uh, they have a lot of women who coordinate between companies for them. But at least when I went there, my experience says that they were more receptive to me as a business person than uh, my own fellow Indians who were in businesses and were men who were driving their business. And I walked up to them without any reference. And I went, I think they were less receptive versus to the international clients and the international vendors, definitely. Interesting, good. And um, what about Europe? Because you've been everywhere, really. Um, you come from India, you've been to China, you've been to other countries. And um, at the moment, you are actually in Ireland studying. But can you tell us a bit more about the perception of that? Did you come across something? Because I know you... Um, are involved a lot in the uh, startup scene and um, supporting uh, companies and stuff like this. So what can you tell us about the perception there compared to India specifically? I think Europe is very open, very receptive and is and it does not hold that uh, very obvious discrimination between a men and a women entrepreneur. Um, I'd say even in business, even in workforce. And in fact, I like to touch this question on a more broader level uh, when it comes to work in India and Europe as a as a as girl. In fact, for example, in India, marriage. It's a huge factor as a girl, uh, as a female employee, you still worry what will happen to your job when you get married. Whereas I don't see that fix in Europe. I mean, in India, what happens is when you get married, it is a given that the girl shifts her geographical base to where the guy is settled. So if I'm in Europe and the guy is in Australia, you don't discuss amongst yourself as a couple, you know, it's a given the girl's supposed to just go uproot and go stay with the guy, you know, whereas in Europe, I'd say it's, it's a very mature conversation, which takes place between the couples. So the career of both the guy and the girl are giving equal importance, you know, and uh, otherwise I'll talk about, uh, for example, uh, flexible working hours or support system in offices for women. All that uh, I'd say is not prevalent in India, whereas I see all that happening in Europe. Though obviously right now COVID is there and offices are not working, but I know for a fact when offices open, uh, the support system is there for women or, or for the workforce in Europe versus in India. So I see that a big major shift uh, culturally uh, because uh, Europe as a culture is more open and more uh, you know, inclusive. Uh, 
India is, as I said initially, is growing to it for sure. But our culture sort of has a very, very different mindset and therefore changing the whole cultural mindset that women are more than just domestic help um, is going to take a longer time for sure. Uh, interesting. So I, I wasn't aware of this, but yes, if you say the importance is, is a bit different. And yes, I, I'm obviously from Europe, so I can say uh, uh, there's no... Yeah, no question about, uh, okay, who, whose career is more important or um, important in, uh, obviously, air quotes. Um, ah, interesting. Okay. Um, what else do we have that we can uh, talk about that you would like to, to mention uh, as your journey as a businesswoman, uh, journey as an inspiring woman, uh, the roles of India, the differences between India and Europe in general? I mean, you gave a broader perspective not just obviously starting your own business but the roles um, but what else did you think you would like to mention that we haven't mentioned yet I think uh, we've been talking about a lot of me being inspiring to a lot of young aspirants who want to start their own thing and uh, um, you know who are very self-motivated and go-getter and maybe want to start their own business or want to perform brilliantly at their jobs um, what I'd like to say is that these uh, are things we talk about in uh, this podcast or in the podcast which the wonderful podcast Christine keeps doing with so many uh, you know evolved people are something to learn from imbibe from but having said that everybody's journey is very different it's a very evolving journey because all circumstances and all experiences come through are going to be very different from you than what it has been for me or what it has been for you christine so um um so taking pointers from that but realizing that you will still have to go through the hustle and when i say a work-life balance you still have to hustle you still go through the pressure points you'll still go through the stress even if you're in europe where i'm saying it's a very very inclusive economy um, uh, or even in india because the kind of pressure is going to be different uh, added as well uh, so i think um, the hustle the grind the pressure the happy moments all of that is still going to be there but what we mean to do from this or what I want to uh, sort of bring forth when I talk about India versus Europe or my journey or my learnings or what I think you should do or you should not do is just to make you wary that all of this and stuff like this happens with everybody be it the more read or the most experienced person and the whole journey itself is extremely liberating and extremely fulfilling and for me it has been very very internalizing as well i have learned so much about my uh, you know possibilities of how much i can push myself i didn't know i can push myself that much uh, unless when i worked on my own business or for you know possibilities of uh, talking to new people and partnerships and um, uh, finance and there's so much more which you evolve as a person and therefore um, each journey like this should be taken up with all open arms with a very very open mind and uh, you should just enjoy the process because definitely a good outcome is going to come to through it and as we discussed in a previous episode it's not about was your when you're successful or not because failure is definitely not a definition because 
even if it was successful uh, in terms of profits or even if it was unsuccessful in terms of profit, you will come so much more as a evolved person and you would have learned so much more, more in that journey that'll definitely help you to grow much better in the next step you take in your career or in your life. Yes, thank you. And uh, this brings us also back to everything we mentioned in the previous episode and to this topic of the entire series is to reframe a success. What does it mean and what does failure mean? And is, is there failure and is it bad to, to fail, to make mistakes? And um, like you just said, it's important to enjoy the journey because it's not an easy journey, no matter which way you want to go. But for sure, if you're starting a business, it's, it's not an easy journey. It's a long journey. Um, but if you are motivated enough and if you are, um, if you can see your why, why you're doing it, um, and you, then you will be um, strong enough to pull through all the challenges that uh, you will face uh, created by suppliers, by clients, um, by uh, economy, by things that happen in the world and maybe by uh, challenges that you have uh, put yourself into. Um, so that's, that's really good. And it's a nice way um, to wrap up everything as well to think about, okay, um, what can we learn from all of this, from everything, from successes and mistakes and failures. Um, and like you said, enjoy the journey. You can't change it anyway in the past, at least you can't change. Uh, look back and see what you can learn. Exactly. Um, you've been an entrepreneur for so long yourself, Christine, and I'm sure there's so many things you've gone through and there's so much you've evolved and you've always come out to be more shining and a better person and always so happy uh, and motivating. So uh, there's always to grow into. Right. I think that that wraps up the episode, unless there was anything else uh, you you planned on saying that uh, we haven't mentioned yet, then this is the space and time to do it. No, I think we've been uh, covering all aspects when it comes to business and women and, uh, uh, um, and uh, work-life balance and mental health. And I think all aspects, you, you framed the podcast well enough for everybody uh, to understand and to get the basics out of uh, how a business should be started, specifically a product, what all of it entails, how is the health suffered? How can the health better? Um, how is the support system needed? And uh, I'm sure uh, such learnings can uh, definitely be some foundational help to anybody who's listening, who wants to go and start and venture into it uh, by themselves. Yes, perfect. Uh, perfect words to finish the episode. Thank you so much again for your time, for sharing your experience in an honest, authentic way. I always appreciate that. And everyone, if you have not listened to the other episodes, do so. And um, I'm looking forward to talking to you, Sakshi, soon again for anything else that might come uh, our way and we will see what's going to happen. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Christine. Have a wonderful day ahead. Thank you. That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.